Forget work-life balance. Digital is blurring the line between work and home. Now we want the ease of consumer functionality in the business and the robustness of our office software at home. Hi, I'm Scott Smith for ThinkCast, and this puts an additional onus on tech providers to deliver for customers in the 24-hour digital mesh. Gardner analyst Jessica Iacom will deliver insights into how to address this issue at the second annual Gartner Tech and Growth Innovation Conference, set for June 19th to 21st in Huntington Beach, California. Jessica's on the line from England, so let's get right to it. Jessica, first of all, welcome. So what do you mean by the 24-hour digital mesh? Okay, so I think we should start with exploring, first of all, our personal lives. So think about it like this. Our digital and also questionably also our personal lives are becoming more complex and more devices, new user interfaces, more connections. And a constant stream of new technologies ranging from connected homes to connected cars to connected healthcare. And even as we're interacting with brands nowadays. So we're spending more time than ever on our devices, services and applications. And we run a personal technology survey once a year. And here we ask consumers how many devices they have, what kind of experiences they're expecting from tech providers in the future. And what we found is for the developed market is that over 80% of households have a standard laptop, 70% have a tablet, and that's just to name a few. And we use about, I would say, about 10 applications on a regular basis. And although we've seen that the level of interest in mobile apps is on the vein, we're moving towards something called the post-app era. But let's go back to your original question. So our digital mesh is a mesh of all the digital interactions that we do on a 24-hour basis, from checking in our emails first thing in the morning, to using Google Maps, to making our journeys to work faster, or to monitor controller health and homes throughout the day. And it's going to become even more complex. And this is where we've got something called multimodality that is coming along. And here we're talking about new user interfaces and users using voice, gesture, motion, to name a few. So we all know about Amazon Alexa, but for example, did you know about Baidu Littlefish, or for example, Jibo, which have both virtual personal assistants with a camera, and of course, where you can use your voice to communicate with the device itself. But furthermore, think about the connected home. I mentioned this earlier. Today, we have home automation, Nest thermostat, and smart lighting in our future will become even more intelligent. Think about a home system that understands the user behaviors in the home and act accordingly. But let's move away from the consumer experience. What's the current experience with enterprise technology? Is it as good as? Is it even worse or even better? But here's the thing. Most of us experience new technologies through our consumer devices. And eventually, some of these consumer experiences will move into enterprise solutions and devices. So we didn't need to think about upping our answer here. The most innovative experiences are starting in the consumer space. So there's a constant race to make sure that the enterprise users get the experience they are accustomed to as consumers. But hang on a minute, not so fast. You cannot offer a consumer-like experience for enterprise users. The enterprise experience needs to be much better. So let me give you a very quick example. You can forgive Echo for not offering you the right music track when you ask it to. 
But can you forgive this in enterprise setting? Absolutely not. I know that was a very, very long <laughs> answer to your question, but I hope that would make sense. Well, I don't think the length is a problem, Jessica, because, again, we're covering 24 hours now. It just shows there is uh, really <laughs> no – the walls no longer are there between the personal and the business, and we need to find that balance. And we're not even talking work-life balance. We're talking the technological balance. So as you mentioned, there is in many ways – more pressure on what providers need to deliver in the enterprise space. So what opportunities does this environment create for tech providers? So this is a fantastic spot. There are going to be huge opportunities in this area. All of the digital experience that we have, and which are getting more complex as we've seen by the day, with an increasing amount of tech, means that there's more complexity and more friction in our lives. So basically, if you can crack the friction, you can crack success. So let's think about technologies that help users save time and create less friction in our day. So, for example, let's talk about conversational platforms, virtual personal assistants, virtual customer assistants, bots, chatbots, etc. We talked about VPAs helping us getting faster answers before. Or there is a virtual customer assistant using AI and bots to create faster and sometimes better customer services interactions. Or think about bots that are helping users get answers and are used in retail and e-commerce, for example. So these are just a selection of conversational platforms and examples, but these platforms are helping today across the entire customer experience stack, from pre-sales to sales to customer services, to make this a better, less friction engagement. So I guess the question then becomes, like you say, it's really kind of like endless possibilities and we're really having as providers to go down new roads. It's not just building on what we've already had, but really exploring new areas. So how do we determine what new solutions to bring to market? First of all, we have to think about customer success will come from offering solutions that will help you to save time and effort. I know I've said this a lot, but this is really the key thing here in our presentation, not to talk about today. Making lives less complex. And I think, you know, AI and particular conversational platforms, such as said, such as bots, VPAs and VCAs, are becoming tools to help to do just that. But let's take a stab at some more tangible enterprise examples that are here at the moment. Now, for example, take Slack, which has helped enterprise users with collaboration. Think about Google's latest product aimed at enterprise users, such as Jamboard, where you use an intelligent, interactive whiteboard to make it easy to collaborate, brainstorm, create new ideas within a corporation. And here's another example. Let's not forget, there are about 50 to 100 billion global meetings each year, costing billions of US dollars. And the problem is no one wants to take notes and sometimes the excitement of meetings gets forgotten as we cannot remember what we said in that meeting. So there are tools out there like uh, Chorus.ai or Workfit helping and using AI to boost sales and improve effectiveness of customer support and particularly in meetings. So let's take uh, Chorus.ai. It will join a conference call with roughly the same mechanism as Workfit, and both will highlight key action items. But Workfit has no problems playing an active part in meetings. So 
conversational AI is pushing deeper into the enterprise for workfits, which is really the new startup promising to make conference call follow-ups and mid-meeting CRM updates very easy. So I think, you know, workfits announcement is underscored by a general uptick in activity around conversational AI for enterprise. And um, Amazon Alexa, perhaps the most enterprise-friendly of the popular conversational tools available today, boasts integration with companies like HipChat or by team collaboration, data recall. But of course, you know, the reality is that most meetings are not limited to a single conference room and even fewer have an echo listening in. But if we look at something like Workfit Assistant Ava, it does listen into business meetings and it gives and lends managers a helping hand by highlighting important action items. So these are all examples of how to create easy meetings, for example, how to get the information back during a meeting scenario. Jessica, there is a second part to this equation. Sometimes I think uh, gets overlooked as we're developing these new services, these new products, and we want to get them out in the market. And that is, we are going in a new direction. It may be a little bit different or have a different impact than what our clients are used to us delivering before. So now we've got to deliver, as your your colleague Hank Barnes likes to say, you know, a strong story. We have to be storytellers, which all comes back to a specific area. How does this impact our sales and marketing efforts? We talked about earlier about different types of enterprise solutions to help reduce friction and complexity. And you can also think about it from a technology provider standpoint. You can flip this around and think about these solutions to improve your marketing or to improve yourself. So a lot of companies are increasing using AI, in particular in marketing, to enhance the customer journeys and to make your customer interactions more personalized and contextual, thus reducing friction in marketing. And if we continue to spin on what we can do in marketing, another tool to use is to let machines do the writing for marketing material for us. And what we do say within Gartner is that by 2018, 20% of all business content will be authored by machines. And there are companies out there such as Posado and Automated Insights that are already doing this. And we can go really out there and talk about a potential futuristic way to use conversational platforms, such as chatbots for training your sales staff. So imagine you have a new salesperson and you want to do some training. Imagine if you have a bot instead to do the sales training for you. So normally in sales situations, you would have your managers sitting and listening into the conversation of a potential prospect. But you can do this by having a bot instead listening into the conversation. And by doing so, obviously, there are different ways of thinking about this. So one way is thinking about it, yes, you free up the sales manager's time, don't have to sit and listen to the conversation. But secondly, what we have heard and we've seen as well is that sometimes people act more naturally when there's no other human around. So there's a non-human, so there's a human bias, basically. So it might be a better, more efficient way to using a non-human to do the sales training for you. But also, by doing this, you can also get uh, real-time feedback and from the AI. And also, it helps you to understand a particular salesperson's sales training path and even this person's success over time. So you can then use this information to create a framework for all sales training in the future. 
Well, let's then talk about the present. And what I mean there is there's a lot we can do here. So where do we start? What are some of the steps we should be taking now to put us on that right path? So my first and absolute recommendation would be to please join us for a tech growth and innovation conference in Los Angeles in June, where we'll be talking about 24-hour users and user experience and how we will create new experiences such as these, how we'll be able to reduce complexity and what kind of technology to use. And also, what kind of steps you should be taking in terms of ideation? What kind of steps do you need to do now? How much money should you be investing in this new technology to reduce this friction? And also, just to kind of give a little bit more of an insight into our conference, we will be having roughly over 20 analysts there. There will be 48 sessions. We will have five analyst roundtables and many, many different sides of roundtables as well. And it's a fabulous opportunity to meet analysts as well to talk to us about how you can improve your organization and your enterprise solutions as well for this particular event. Jessica, thank you. Our guest is Gartner Research Vice President Jessica Yacom. The event is the second annual Gartner Tech Growth and Innovation Conference that gathers in Huntington Beach, California, June 19th to 21st. You can learn more at gartner.com slash events slash NA slash tech hyphen growth. And make sure to check out the Gartner webinars at gartner.com slash webinars, as well as more of our ThinkCast conversations at gartner.com slash podcasts. Or make it even easier to keep up with ThinkCast by subscribing at iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. And when you do, make sure to give us a rating. For ThinkCast, I'm Scott Smith. Thanks for listening.